Today's teaching, today's title, the title of today's sermon is, I have a reason to praise the Lord. I have a reason to praise the Lord. You know, that song is like a song. Do you have a reason to praise the Lord? You know, it's not, it's basically, this is where the scripture, the, the title comes from. So let's look at Luke 17, 19, Luke 17, 11 to 19, Amplified. Pastor was talking about this. I don't know, she like, so it seems as if she lifted, uh, lifted my, my sermon, but no. <laughs> The, the Holy Spirit is one. She, she talked about this um, yesterday during prayer. Briefly talked about it, but I'm just going to more expand on it. Luke 17, 11 to 19, Amplified. It says, while Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem, he was, pa- he was passing along the border between Samaria and Galilee. It says, as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers, who stood at a distance and raised their voice, their voices and called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were miraculously healed and made clean. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying and praising and honoring God with a loud voice. And he lay, he, he, he lay face downwards at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not 10 of you cleansed? Where are the other, the other nine? Was there no one found to return and to give thanks and praise to God except this foreigner? Jesus said to him, get up. And go on your way. Your faith, your personal trust in me, and your confidence in God's power has restored you to health. This is amazing. You know, normally, normally, you know, this is we know that this is the Thanksgiving week. You know, we're coming up to Thanksgiving Thursday. It's a national holiday. You know, normally, you know, we use this uh, time to thank God, eat turkey, and all that wonderful stuff. You know, and, you know, I, I, I think it's amazing because we use that one, it's like a week we set aside, or even a day, not even a week, a day, Thursday day, we set aside to thank God, you know, and we use the opportunity to you know, gather family and, you know, you eat and rejoice and all that. But it shouldn't be only one week days or one day that is designated to thank God. It should be almost an everyday thing. You know, um, we should love, we should love, we should be in the mood all, always to praise the Lord at all times. But let's look at the scripture. Let's just look at, let's examine the scripture a little bit critically. You know, you see that there were 10, 10 lepers that had faith in God. Think about it. They said they went on the order of Jesus's word. Of Jesus. That's why I prayed today. I says, let us be not only hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. So basically, those, these 10 lepers were, were doers of the word. So 
Jesus spoke to them and they obeyed the word of the Lord. They obeyed. Jesus says, go and show yourself to the priest. And faith is an action word. They trusted the word of God, the word from Jesus, and did what? Then they went. And as they went, you know, this thing reminds me of, it reminds me of, um, it's not even part of this teaching, but the Holy Spirit is telling me, it reminds me of, you know, when at the wedding, at the wedding feast, Jesus poured water. And this, as the servants went, the water turned to what? To wine. He poured water into the, into the, into the pot. As they went, the water changed. That is what we call faith. He says, but only one, one leper, only one went the extra mile to show gratitude. Only one. He had a reason to praise the Lord. And that's why the title comes. It says, I have a reason. Do you have a reason to praise the Lord? I look at Philippians, Philippians 4, 6. TPT, that's um, passion. Philippians, I read a lot of, you know, uh, translations, but let's look at Philippians 4, 6. Passion. It says, don't be pulled in, di uh, in different directions and worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. Offering your faith-filled request before God with what? Overwhelming gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. So the scripture here is telling you and I to trust God and act in faith for our life, but add what? Overwhelming victory, overwhelming gratitude, overwhelming praise, overwhelming thanksgiving as well. So it's not complete. It is not complete when you don't praise God. It's not complete when you pray and you don't praise God. It's not complete. When you're walking throughout life and you don't use the opportunity to praise God, you know, it's not complete. No living translation at the end says, thank him for what? All he has done. Only one leper fulfilled the scripture. Can you imagine that? Only one leper. And the leper was different. He was a Samaritan. And you know, Samaritans are very despised. They were despised in the times of the Bible. They did, they did, this, the Jews didn't like them. You know, you, you remember the, the Samaritan that helped the, the, the man that was attacked by robbers? And all the Jew, the priest, everybody walked by. It was the Samaritan. It's the same Samaritan. So God is saying, you know, this, this is a foreigner. Amongst all the Jewish people, Jewish people, he was the only foreigner that came and says, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. And you know what happened? When the leper came back to thank God, God gave him a gift. <laughs> You'll be wondering what kind of gift did God give? He gave him a gift. You wonder what gift? You will see the gift. Look at it. Look, let's look at it again. In Luke 17, 19. In Amplified. You see the gift. And let's look at it in Amplified. Then we can also look at it in uh, King James. 
He says, Jesus said to him, get up and go your way. Your faith, your personal trust in me, and your confidence in God's power has restored you to what? To health. You know what the Lord was telling me? So why don't you look at King James? He says, you know what? Look at King James. Let's look at just King James. Oh, you, you did? Oh, okay. awesome, awesome, awesome. Good, good, good. Thank you. He says, look at King James. King James says what? Just King James, not New King James. King James says, and he said unto him, arise, go thy way, thy faith has what? Made, thy faith made thee whole. Thy faith made thee whole. Think about this. Thy faith made thee whole. He says, in Amplified, he says, restored you to health. But King James is the original text. He says, thy faith has made you whole. So there's a difference between healing and wholeness. There's a difference, there's a clear difference between healing and wholeness. And that's why the Lord was saying, go and look at King James Version. Go and look at it. There's a, there's a clear difference. And the difference is this. When you, when you have... We have a we have a doctor on on, on, on this call, so she, at least she she knows when you have leprosy, there's a there's a there's a possibility that your 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 the, the, your skin it will be disfigured. Your skin sometimes say your eyes sometimes it is, if it's not treated quickly it is you, you get blindness. Your skin is so disfigured. People don't want to touch touch them because it's it's, it's, it's it's infectious. So these these ten people, these ten people went to show themselves to the priest, and they got healed, healed. So it means they could see, but their face was still what disfigured. It means that their hands, you know, they, they were healed from from leprosy, so they didn't have leprosy, but their hands, if they were withered, their hands were still withered. Wholeness, I look at it like, you know, during my birthday, somebody gave me, uh, my, my wife bought me a, a cake. That's a whole cake. But when you, when you take a slice from it, it's no longer a whole cake any longer. It's a half-beaten so what happens with with wholeness is that God instead of your eyes just instead of you know you wait by you are blind then you can see wholeness is now God transforms your whole face now you become whole nobody would know that you even had leprosy your finger maybe your finger was deformed now it's God now produces a new finger for you. That's what means by wholeness. How did, why did he get, why did he get to the next level? He got to the next level by what? By praising God. By praising God. God, God loves when we praise him. By praising God. <laughs> 
God now did what? Gave him a, an additional gift of what? Of wholeness. He restored him back to health. When he say, I'm going to restore you, it means everything, you know, we always say it, everything that the, the devil has stolen from us will we, we re, be restored. So it means that you, there's a restoring every aspect, every limb. Nobody will know that this man even had leprosy. Do you have a reason to praise the Lord today? I know I do. Do you? Think about it. You know, would you like to have a flashback and see where you were before and where you are now? As you have that flashback, you understand is the love of God and, and is the, you understand that if not for the love of God, you know, your transformation, you couldn't have done it by yourself. You know, I was talking to my sister in Nigeria yesterday and, you know, where I was telling her some of, the, some of the things, you know, that I did when I was young. And she said, wow, I never even really, you know, I really never even thought about, it. I never even knew that you even did all those things. But, you know, after I was done speaking to her and I said to myself, wow, I did all those things, but if not for God, if not for God, where would I be now? You know, so it's easy for us to thank God for, you know, power, light, you know, thank God for, for, for your health. Thank God for your family. It's easy to do that. But the most important thing to do is to start from the place of praising God because it is God that gave you the ability he gave you the ability to do what? To, to even be healthy. He gave you the ability to see your family. He gave you the ability to, to walk. He gave you the ability to, to even have the strength to stand up. This morning, you couldn't have done it by yourself. It is God working in you. It is only God. So the key here is the most important place to start when giving praise to God is, is to, to glorify his name in the place of salvation. For God to even, for you to even come, to even come in, into his presence is because of his grace and love. So you start from there. So I want to just quickly you know, for the sake of people that haven't been following us for three weeks, that we've been, God has been opening, our, really, it's like unpeeling an onion. <laughs> like I said, to, I said to them in the beginning, I said, our senior pastor has been teaching this, but I didn't get it. I didn't get it. It was when, when the Lord says, I need you to now teach about the law, mercy and grace that now I started to understand. I started to understand what God, what, what God was teaching or speaking through Pastor Emmanuel. I started to understand it. And I started to understand what Christianity is all about. I said, it's now that I'm scratching the surface. It's now that I'm understanding what, what it means to live as a Christian. So I'm going to quickly give a quick, quick summary, but I will encourage you if you can. Go, go like two, 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 three weeks. 
you know, start with maybe this, is, we're on YouTube. Start with um, law, the law, mercy, and grace. Then from there, you just go on and you see. It, it, it is God opening one's eyes. I, I can't, I told, told you, I, could, I didn't even understand it. So just to do a quick recap, God, God the Father loves us so much that he formulated a plan for you and I, you know, to come back to him. Because, you know, after the fall of, of Adam, there was a separation between God and his creation. So God created, he formulated a temporary solution. He formulated a temporary solution that says, you know what, I'm going to bring the law. Oh, you know what, let me back, let me back because I think I'm going, I'm going too fast. So, so, so we understand. So Adam fell, you know, he fell from grace. He had a relationship with God. And what then happened was he fell from grace. Now there was a separation. Man started to live by himself. <laughs> live by himself in the sense of he thought of ways, you know, to get up the ladder. If he had to kill somebody, he didn't mind. That's why they say the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who knows it? You know, he started to think of ways, he started to act, you know, act killing people. You see that in, in the Bible, that was, a, you know, in Genesis, you saw the first murder, you know, Cain and Abel, you know, and, and what then happened? They were fend, man was fending for himself. And what, what then happened was, the Lord says, man, this is not good. Look at what's happening. Look at what Adam did. You know what? I need to formulate a plan so that we can, you know, at least I can still have some kind of relationship with, with my people. So what did he do? He brought the law of Moses. And the law of Moses, you know, the law of Moses shows, it shows us when we, when we, when we, when we, when we mess up, when we're not doing right. He says, you know, thou shalt not, you know, kill. That's, that's a guide. It's guiding us. Because we didn't have a guide between, when, after the fall, we didn't have a guide. We just basically did whatever we wanted to do. So he said, thou shalt not covet. You should not take your, 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 your neighbor's property. It now guided us. So, but what happened was we're still, what? Using our own ability. We're still going by our own strength to basically fulfill the law. And it was impossible for us to fulfill the law. It, it couldn't be done. So what then happened was, you know, human beings, we, we're st we're still, we're, we still did wrong. But, but God did what the temporary solution was. God says, you know what? The priest will do what? We're going to make atonement. But the atonement was once a year. You know, at least they can have a conversation with, with, with. there was somebody that was an inter intermediary that says, you know what? God, this is what God told me to tell you. This is what God told me. So anybody, any Christian now, I'm going to say this. Any Christian that goes to a pastor that says, oh, please, could you see what the future is for me? God, 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 you don't have to. That's the law. We're not in the law any longer. That was in the law. That was the time of the law. That was the era of the law. Then what then, what then happened was God brought a solution, a permanent solution. And that's the permanent solution we're, we're talking about today. God brought Jesus into the picture. You know, the Bible says in 1 John 3, 8, 
The mission, Jesus' mission was to, verse John 3, 8, New Living Translation. Jesus' mission was to undo the works of the devil. He says, but when, pe when people keep on sinning, look at what he says. Excuse me. When people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. So when we're unbelievers, we're working for the devil every day. We belong to him. We're doing his bidding. We did, we did, we did his bidding. Think about it. A, a parent that, you know, is in the wrong camp. You know, sorry, a parent and your, your, your parent and your child is in the wrong camp. It will, it, it, it will devastate you. It will devastate the parent. So the parent will formulate what? Physical processes. Physical processes to try to woe their child back to his camp. And this, that's exactly what happened with the law. The law was God formulated, gave the law to Moses, and there was, a, there was an intermediary, and that intermediary was a priest. But what happened was God formulated a better, better way, and the way was foolproof, was a foolproof, foolproof method. He took an oath by himself. He cut away the whole aspect of um, the priest. He sent his what? His only begotten son to do undo every work of the devil, everything the devil has taken from us, everything the devil has stolen, authority. Adam gave the authority to the devil. God brought, he says, he sent his son to bring it all back. And now when we're in the camp, God's own camp, let me don't go ahead up. Let's look at this scripture so you understand why. So we'll look at scripture so we see it. Ephesians 1, 3 to 8. New Living Translation. It says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with what? Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and he gave him what great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Let me, let me, let me, let me break this thing down. What did God do for us? He sent his only begotten son. We had so much sin. We're doing all kinds of things. It says you were sinning because of what the enemy, the devil, were in the wrong camp. And God says, for you to be in this right camp, 
I'm sending my, my beloved, my, my, my only son, my beloved son. So I'm sending him so he can do what? He can wipe away your sins. He can, for, he can wipe away your sins by, with his blood. He will forgive your sins. He make you a new creature. He says, all things have passed away. Oh, behold, all things are new. And finally, not even finally, the next thing he then did was he now adopted you into the family of God. Where what? Where God now does things for you. Where now God does everything for you. He, 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 is, he takes care of you. Think about it. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. God is now the sh our shepherd. We are the sheep. God is now the one that is taking care of us. That's what he's saying. He says he gives you all spiritual words, all spiritual blessings. Now you're, you're in the family what of God. This is what we call mercy and grace. Mercy, he forgave you. Grace, he says, come in and take everything you want. We, where we did not deserve it, but he did it anyway. He brought us, he brought us to a place where we can, he can take care, take good care of us. A place where we don't have to take care of ourselves. A place where he says, I will take care of you. A place, think about this. God is our parent and we are the children. The child does not take care of the parent. It's the parent that takes care of the child. The child depends on the parent. And God, he says, God is our father. So he puts us in a place whereby we can get what? We have all sorts of spiritual blessings. And you know, if you want to quantify the spiritual blessing, he's talking about good health. He's talking about healing. He's talking about wholeness. He's talking about wisdom. He's talking about knowledge. He's talking about understanding. The Bible says he has given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. He said, whatever you unlock, whatever you unlock on earth is unlocked in heaven. A Christian is, is uh, what God did for you and I. It's so it's so amazing. You can, if you can, you cannot understand the entirety, but the ones that you know is something that you, you use to praise the Lord for it. God gave you insight, wisdom. People come to you to ask for wisdom. He gave you the Holy Spirit to, what? to guide you throughout the life, throughout your life. I'm still, this is just the spiritual blessing that God has given. He give you, he's giving you access to the throne of grace. You have access to the Father. We have everything we need. That's what that says. God is the one that is providing everything we need. Yes, you might say, I don't have everything now. But God is still working. Jesus says, my Father still work, is still working till now. He's still working. He's still working on us. He's still working, still transforming you and I. 
That's why you can, I can take stock and say, wow, I, I did all these things, but God still is so merciful. He's so merciful to even still say, Chuka, you will still go and be a pastor. I can, I will, I could have, if you told me, if you told, you know, uh, if you told me or you told, you told Fabian, my, my very good buddy then, that this Chuka that you're running with is going to be a pastor. If any man, you can call him, I, will, I, might, I might just leave him and say, get out of here, what are you, pastor. What are you talking about? I cannot even imagine it. That God, even with all the things I did, I didn't, I didn't go robbing a bank, but I'm just thinking, think about all the things I did. God still says, I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you. You're your now my watch, my child. What do you need? What do you want? You can come into the throne of what? Of grace. In the house of God, we have been transformed from what? From inside. And it's showing off and showing out on the outside. And that's why people, people that I knew before we say, man, if God can allow Chuka Uzo to come into his kingdom, it means that God can allow anybody. But that's true. God can allow anybody. That is completely true. All these things are a very good reason to really do what? To praise God. All these things, God give you the breath to breathe. He gave you the hands. He blessed the works of your hands. He gave you the intelligence. It's him. He makes you shine where you are. He brings favor where you are. You, you glow in your, in your place, of, in your job, in your place of, where you're working. You're glowing. People, there's something about you. Is the presence of God in you. So we need, this is, for me, this is a reason to praise God. For you to forgive you, cleanse you, give you all the spiritual blessings. This is a wonderful reason. We can thank God for sending Jesus to, to redeem us from our past. And bring us into a life with him. It's glorious. We can thank God for, for changing you and I. We can thank God for giving us these spiritual gifts. We can thank God. Then we can now be, we can thank God for everything he's been doing. We, you can see the beauty of God. You can see it. This should be the first point. First point. For thanking God. See, most times we thank God, say, God, I thank you for my, you know, I thank you for my life. You know, I thank you for the kindness you've given me. I thank you. No, you thank God for the spiritual blessings he's given you. The, the things he's done for you. You thank God for Jesus. If Jesus didn't go on the cross, you still be, you're going to still be in the law. 
You're going to still try to fend for yourself. Now it's going to be dog eat dog. But look at what this example is going to be awesome. If some in closing, I will close with this. Psalm 100, verse 4. It says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give him, it says, give thanks to him and praise his name. Let me read it again. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and Praise his name. Let me tell you something. You know, the way God described this to me is like soccer. Soccer. You know, a goalkeeper, a goalkeeper has, if you know about the goalkeeping, goalkeeper, they have the 18. They have the, like the small, the, if you look at, just you can Google it. Go to the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper stands and he has the square box, the first square. And he has the bigger square. Then he has Everybody else. So God is saying, look, that's the way God explained to me. He's like the goalkeeper. He keeps the goal. Make sure that no one scores in your, the devil doesn't come and score in your, in your goal. And what happens? The God says, for you to come into the first big square, you come in with what? Thanksgiving. Before you come into the small square, you come in to what? You come in with praise. That's basically it. So God is saying, for you to actually praise what? How, what, do you, what do you praise? You praise him for his, his character. You praise him for his love. Thank him. Man, you praise him and say, God, I praise you because if not for you, you don't know where you're going to be. And that's exactly what happened to the leper. And that's why I brought up the leper. That's exactly what the leper did. He started to praise God for what he had done. He stayed to, let's go, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back just, and I'll, I'll read it. He says what? Hold on one second, please. He says, he says in 15, he says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back, glorifying. Look at what he says, glorifying and praising and honoring God with a loud voice. He was praising God. You're so wonderful. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you. You, it brings understanding when you start to thank God because you say, thank you for everything you have done. What have you done? If somebody asks you, say, what did God do for you? Oh, he gave me a nice car. He gave me children. He gave me this. But you're not even talking about the main thing he did for you. You have to talk about the main thing he did for you. You know, I, I'll give you this one and close. This example. If this is exactly what Jesus did for us. Somebody is on death row. And Jesus comes and says, you know what? I'm going to take your place. I'm going to take your place. You're going to, I'll take your place. I'll die for you. And one of the, one of the, the, the things he signed was, I'm going to die for you, but you're going to be cleansed. They will have no record of you. 
no record of, of going to death row. That person that didn't go to death row, that person is so excited. He's going around doing what? Praising God because he could have died or somebody took his what? His place. This is exactly what happened to us. That's a reason to thank God. The man that, that had leprosy, I don't know how many years he had leprosy, but for him to get healed and, you know, it's it, it, maybe in his mind, maybe he hadn't seen his family. Maybe, you know, with leprosy, they pushed them out of the village and you go and fend for yourself somewhere. And now he's able to go, to go back to his family. That's a reason to thank God. So I want, I want to encourage us. The Lord has put it in my heart. He says, you know, why don't we use the opportunity for like two weeks? I don't know what two weeks looks like. Between now and, uh, let me look at the calendar. Sorry, just for the sake of time. Between now and this week and the week of the fourth, week of the fourth or fifth, let's, let's praise God with understanding. Let's thank yeah. him with an understanding. You see, the thing, the, 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 look at, look at, look at it. Sometimes you might have not gotten anything. You know, we're still expecting God to do. But it doesn't mean you can't praise him. Look, when you start to praise God, there's, 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 a, there's a thing about, you know, in, 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 um, in Africa that happens in Africa. Just give me two minutes, please. Something happens in Africa. You know, if somebody goes to a party, some, you know, you go to a party and, you know, the man comes, maybe the guy is a, is a rich person or is a chief or a king or whatever. And maybe the singer, he starts to sing and he starts to call the person's name. The, the man is so excited and he starts to give, he starts to give money, he starts to give whatever. Because he's excited. This man is acknowledging me. Look, God loves when we acknowledge him. Can you imagine man loves it? Do you think God doesn't love when you acknowledge him? He, will, he loves when you acknowledge him. He loves when you acknowledge what he has done. You, 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 look, when you get into, I'll be honest, when you get into that, that small square, Sometimes you forget about even asking him for anything. You just, you're basking in his presence. You, you know, you start to praise God. You start to tear up. You start to say, wow, God, I couldn't even imagine that you've done all these things for me. What happens? God now starts to do more. And that's what happened to the leper. God now gave him wholeness. He did more. So let us join us as a church. Even if you're a newcomer, join us as a church to praise God. Join us as a church to worship God. God join us as a church to just thank him for his love. So in the next five, 10, ten minutes, we're going to, I'm going to pray us out, but, but let's use this opportunity to really thank him for 10 minutes. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Pastor, before, 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 one second, before you, before we do that, let me just pray us out then. Pastor, you can stop the recording and we can go. Um, 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father Lord, we just thank you for your, your, just for what you did for sending Jesus, for giving us all the spiritual blessing, for giving us health, for touching us, for renewing our strength. You know, most of all, for transforming us from the inside out. Father Lord, we just give you praise. Lord, we pray that you empower everybody on this call today to really use this 10 minutes to really praise God, to praise you for everything you've done, for sending your own, your only begotten son. Father Lord, we, we're just so, so grateful. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Amen.